as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 115. 115, and I hope everyone is doing well. My uh, my my work has not slowed down. I know in the last episode, kind of in our in my little uh, uh, starting talk thing that I always kind of give you guys an update on what's going on. Uh, I was I was saying I was working, you know, in the the 60 to 70 hour range. Yeah, that's that's still continuing, um, and the lack of sleep is. It's affecting me. So obviously, you know, live streams and things like that have, haven't been happening. And uh, at the time of this recording, this is the first time that I've uh, actually turned on my PC in about a week. It's been about a week. Yeah. So that tells you how much uh, how much time that I've actually um, um, had to do anything other than 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 work. So, but. That's not to say things aren't happening. That's not to say um, that uh, we don't have a lot going on right now in the in the world of gaming. I uh, played a little bit of season one of Diablo. Kind of meh, mixed on it right now, but got to play a couple hours with Captain Logan on that. Uh, I'm going to be playing some Destiny. I'm, I'm kind of going to chill uh, this coming weekend, play some Destiny on stream. So there will be streams this weekend. Uh, by the time this comes out, though, uh, you probably have missed at least one. Um, unless you're a patron, because you know, those folks are awesome. So they get everything early. Um, yeah. And, uh, planning to do, uh, attend uh, Matsuri con in Columbus, Ohio, uh, later on this, uh, or I guess it's next month, next month, a couple weeks. Uh, so if you are an anime fan and in Columbus for Matsuri con, I will be at the extra life, uh, booth and then also chilling out, um, around, uh, the convention afterwards and probably before as well. So <clears throat> if you're coming, please do drop into the discord, say hi, <clears throat> let me know you're coming uh, and I'll make sure I bring something for you. So I don't know a whole lot about anime, so please don't come asking me questions about anime. Cause I don't know much. Cause I, I don't really watch TV and stuff. So I, I don't, I don't know, but I have a lot of fun looking at the cosplays and, and meeting all the people. So there you go. Um, so yeah, I haven't got a chance to do a whole lot of gaming, uh, ho- hoping that work is going to start to slow down. I've been saying that for a while, but I do feel like potentially there might be a slight breakthrough and I might actually get to play um, um, some more video games uh, because I haven't 100%ed uh, the new Monkey Island. Uh, we are going to be talking about that, and I uh, I had the honor and privilege to be able to play with uh, Dread Pirate Doug, Captain Logan, and the legendary Carrillo. Um, unfortunately, the video that I recorded for YouTube uh, to edit and, and do that playthrough on the YouTube channel, unfortunately, it was corrupted, and uh, I have not had a chance to... To, to, to finish the 100%. I think there's the last thing I have is to take the skull around to all the nine um, points of interest. So, um, so apologize for that. My plan was to have that out as a YouTube video so you guys can enjoy my firsthand reaction. But at this point, uh, it's not going to be my firsthand reaction. I could fake it, but that's not really that cool. Um, and uh, the, the other piece of that is um, um, it would just basically be a tutorial and there's plenty of those out there. So the, the, we don't need to do that. So, but I'm going to talk about it um, uh, here in this episode. So if you haven't played uh, the new legend of monkey Island, part one journey to melee Island yet, uh, first off, what's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> you're probably more busy than me. So I understand, uh, but we are going to be talking about that. I will warn you before I get there. It has been over a week since it has launch. So, uh, usually as, as folks who have listened to this for a while, any sort of new story driven content like that from adventures to this, 
is something I usually try to give um, at least a week uh, for people to enjoy before I deep dive and talk about all the different small features and and experiences I had, uh, just to be fair, to make sure everyone has the opportunity to experience the content as I did uh, without any spoilers. So uh, we will be talking about this week because, again, it has been out for at least a week now. Um, but let's first start out with some thank yous. Some thanks yous. No, uh, unfortunately, Chartable has not given me any no more uh, five-star reviews. If you do want to earn a uh, a shout-out on the podcast and you haven't done so already, uh, whatever podcasting app you have, I believe Chartable pulls in as much as it can, but the main focus is Apple and Spotify is the apps it brings in. Uh, but if you haven't dropped a five-star uh, review yet with a comment, please do that. I would much appreciate it. It really helps um, out the algorithm and things like that. If you drop the five-star review, any review, I love, I, I read them. Um, um, reviews are great. Um, so it, it helps me to hear what you guys are saying. Obviously the best way to get a hold of me and tell me how you feel about the podcast is just joining the discord, which all that information is in the description boxes. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to, to interact with me. Um, because usually I check the reviews, you know, before each episode so I can call out any five stars. But uh, if you're outside the United States as well, uh, those five star reviews do linger for several weeks, if not months before they pull in. I have no idea why, but that's unfortunately um, how Chartable works. If you're in the U.S., it's pretty much instantaneous. So uh, I know some folks said that they dropped some reviews, uh, but again, it's Chartable. So we just have to deal with with that. Um. So no uh, five-star reviews to shout out this week, but we do have the glorious, the notorious, the amazing patrons who continue to throw their hard-earned doubloons, shillings, paper at me. Um, I don't know if they're trying to, to hurt me and stop me by throwing you know coins at me, but uh, I'm going to pick them up and put them in my little my little bag and ching, 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 ching down the road. Uh, thank you very much to Skimelt666, Lane and Registella. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. And I'm going to have to find um, uh, Christmas cards coming up soon. We did some uh, for certain levels of tiers of, of your patron. If you uh, join patreon.com slash Davram TV. Um, if you uh, subscribe to a certain level, you get perks. And one of the perks is uh, an autographed and personalized Christmas card from yours, Julie. And I just want to state last year's Christmas cards were badass. I don't even know if I can top last year's Christmas cards. They were, uh, they, they were, they, they were pop-up they, they're like, I, I, I don't remember if I showed them on stream, but, uh, they're pop-up and they, they, they open and there was a pirate ship inside. So they opened up and it was pirate ship. So, um, I got some pictures, um, from folks, uh, I think in the discord, uh, that, that, that showed me them and, and how they like displayed them on their desk and stuff. And what I'm looking around right now for is, um, there it is. Uh, I need to slide over here. Uh, I have a special thank you to shout out. I got to, uh, I've sailed with this gentleman before and I got to meet him at Fest of Legends and he sent me this absolutely amazing. And I apologize for those who are just on the podcasting apps, but on the YouTube, you can see it. I'm going to hold up the camera here uh, and I'll describe it, but it is a beautiful ceramic, um, coaster i'm going to display it back here on the the wall and it has the pirate talk radio the current pirate talk radio logo with the sea of thieves skull and the the thing that says pirate talk radio and it has my name it's absolutely stunning absolutely gorgeous so thank you very much uh oars for this uh, it was a pleasure meeting you um this is absolutely beautiful thank you for for sending me this it's, it's absolutely amazing um, I actually need to, uh, before I put it up, I need to, uh, I'm going to write uh, Orz's name on the back and Festive Legends uh, 2023 on it. So I remember because my memory sucks um, where I, where, 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 where that all went down. So thank you Orz very much. I appreciate uh, you getting me, it's a, give, getting me this. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous gift. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, okay. Let's dive into um, our show this week. So. Since the last episode, uh, we had a patch, um, obviously, because we have a whole new tall tale system, right? We've got a whole new monkey island um, has reached the Sea of Thieves. But before we dive into monkey island, we have a patch. And I read through the patch notes um, 
they're meh. Like, like the 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 big keynote feature of of these patch notes uh, was Monkey Island, right? So, so part one of Monkey Island. The next part comes next uh, in August, and the final uh, part comes in September. So long as it doesn't get delayed, rare. I don't think Monkey Island will get delayed. Um, to be completely honest, um, they delay everything else, but not Monkey Island. <laughs> you know, those those kind of things are are high profile, you know, and stuff like that. They're not going to delay Monkey Island, but uh, other things, <clears throat> we'll get into that later. So, um, I've got a few highlights to talk about here on the on the patch notes. So let's let's kind of go through these. So, um, if you want to check them out, it's seeathieves.com slash release dash notes. Uh, links will be in the description box if you want to go directly to it. Um, but there is uh, patch 2.8.4 came out, which has brought us Monkey Island. Um, and with it also came a few other things. Um, um, a couple things were nice bug fixes, um, some nice performance changes for things. But uh, if you are a fan of the Wailing uh, or Silent Barnacle set, uh, new swords have reached the Weaponsmith for gold for both those sets. So Wailing uh, Barnacle set and Silent Barnacle set now have some new swords that you can purchase. Um, Captain's log books can now be put in collector's chest as they once were, but there was a bug. So, um, that has now been fixed, which is actually really nice because I don't know about you, but whenever you sink a ship or find a captain's log book and it's just that one little bit and you got to carry that one little bit for your piddly little gold that you get for those. It gets really annoying. I mean, some of like there's trinkets that are worth more than those books. So it's, it's, it kind of annoying that we haven't been able to keep them in, in captain's chests or the collector's chests uh, for easy transport and sale. So I'm glad to see that that, that bug has now been resolved uh, and you can now have the log books properly in the chest and you can go sell them. So it, it makes it, it makes it a little bit more, you know, sometimes I see those books floating there. I'm like, I don't want to hand that in one at a time. Like, no, I'm going to leave it now that I can like, carry it with a whole bunch of, of loot. I feel more comfortable and confident in, uh, in actually picking those up and, and taking them with me. Um, so they, there, though it wasn't really said what this was, uh, there is a improved video performance for Xbox series X and Xbox series S. So for you console players out there, um, looks like they're putting in some, some work, um, for your consoles. Again, if you're on the series X or S, um, there you go. You get some, uh, some nice video performance now. <clears throat> and finally, probably the highlight I would say of these patch notes to be completely fair. Um, and I've praised rare and I will continue to praise rare so long as they continue the excellent work that they do on accessibility. I know not everyone out there, including myself, use the accessibility features, why? Because I don't need them, right? But there are a lot of players out there and many that I have met at, at shows and stuff that those those features that Rare uh, gets in there are literally the reason that some players are allowed are, are able to play Sea of Thieves, right? And and that to me is an absolutely amazing thing that um, that Rare you know they bring in folks like Sightless Combat and other folks um, with with sight challenges or hearing challenges or, or whatever the case may be, they bring those folks in and, and they're, they, they basically sit them down and say, okay, help us make this game better for you. Right. They'll never be able to make the game perfect for, for the, for those players. But what they are doing is they're going out of their way to do whatever they can in order to make the the game playable as best they can and i appreciate that about rare i think that is a it's just awesome it's just absolutely awesome that they do that and continue to do that and with these accessibility options they're not major right they're not huge they're not game breaking they're not industry defining but what they're doing is making this game easier to play or uh, making the experience better um, for players who have some sort of exceptionality or disability. So we have the, the, the updates to the, let the game read to me. Um, and these updates surround the narration and also riddle map reading. So again, think about it. I, I just, you know, I can't, I, I can't say this enough. 
think about this. You, you, you're not able to see the game, right? First off, I can't even fat, like I, I'm bad at video games, period, end of story. I'm bad at video games. I am not good at them. It's just, I'm old. My hands don't work right. I'm bad at video games, right? Bad. If I couldn't see, I couldn't even imagine playing a video. I couldn't even imagine doing much of anything. And so these folks out there that, that aren't able to see or have some other sort of, of disability that continue through life as true inspirations, powering through, doing great things, you know, with, with especially, I, I keep bringing up his name because he's a fantastic person, Sightless Combat, working with these different game um, accessory uh, makers, working with studios, and just really trying to help them understand what it's like to play a video game when you're not able to see and giving them suggestions or looking like looking as far as at what they're doing. And when I say looking, I don't mean actually seeing because they're not, he's not able to, but when I say looking, I mean, sitting down in a chair, having the game on with the new feature and him actually experiencing it his way and directly providing that feedback to developers, to game accessory manufacturers and saying, Hey, maybe this could be done differently. Maybe this needs to feel differently. Maybe this sound needs to happen. And sea of thieves is a much better accessible game now because of him and other folks like him and other organizations who have done a lot. And, and again, Hats always go off to rare because they continue, continue, continue to make sure that accessibility is one of their highest priorities in the game. And for most of us, a lot of these features like the name on the fish or the narration or the colorblind mode, whatever the case may be, it means nothing really to us. Some folks use it, but to the, the folks who do use it and depend on that, like this is huge. So I always like to call these accessibility features out in the patch notes, just because again, to put a you know, pat on the back and to help everyone understand that these things are big for the game, right? And these things are big for the gaming industry. You know, Sea of Thieves, when it was originally built, wasn't built with all these bells and whistles to make sure everyone can play. And, you know, we can fault them. And trust me, by the end of this podcast, we're going to fault them a lot. But where they have not faltered is their dedication and drive to trying to make the game accessible for as many players as possible. And that, to me, is just absolutely outstanding. You know, if you've been a, a fan of mine, if you've listened to my, uh, if you've been on my streams, if you've listened to this show, you understand that I have dedicated 10 years of my life, I'm wearing the shirt right now, to help generate money for children to pay for their medical bills or to help their parents stay at the hospital or whatever the case may be. I love, you know, I'm not a fan of children. I'll be completely honest and people always laugh. You, you don't really a fan of children. Why do you look, I might not be a fan of children. I might not want my own children, but here's the thing. Those kids, they're not mine, right? They're not mine, but they deserve everything, every shot, anything possible. And a lot of times it's just the situation that they they're in. They can't control that, you know, maybe mom and dad don't have a lot of money or whatever the case may be. They can't control that. And so I want to do my part in order to help them pay for their bills, help them have some fun by, by, I mean, we've donated through, through our group, Xboxes, TVs, switches, board games, puzzles, toys, whatever we can to try to make them have a little joy in their life when they're at the hospital or when they're not, you know, we try to bring them to conventions and stuff just to, just to let them have some fun, right? When you're cooped up in the hospital or you're, you're dealing with something every single day of your life, having that little joy is everything, right? So, so these accessibility changes that rare does for their game really do mean a lot to me um, because of the things that I do in my free time, um, to, to, to try to really make things better for other people. Right. So, and again, selfless plug, if you would like to help raise money for children, check out your luck, your, your, your local extra life or children's hospital, uh, extra dash life. Um, if you Google search that, um, you can, you can find that out. Um, and if you just, you don't want to participate in it. You can always donate. The links are always in the description box um, below all of my stuff, just in case someone uh, wants to donate. 
Okay, the other thing that was updated, and I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm still processing this. So um, we've always talked about existing issues, known issues, right? There's that section at the bottom, right before the, the system requirements up the update, there's a, there's a section at the bottom that says known issues, right? And we know what those issues are because we see them every patch, every single patch, and they don't change nine times out of 10. Server performance and hit registration. We've seen that down there for years, not joking, years. If you're new to Sea of Thieves, you just uh, found this, this podcast, we've seen hit registration and server performance in the known issues for years, right? I was surprised today to find that section is gone. That section is no longer there. I was like, wait, have they fixed hit registration? Did I miss this? So known issues is still there, but now instead of listing the known issues, it says to learn more about known issues in Sea of Thieves currently being tracked and their status, head over to known issues, uh, support site article. So Rare has actually set up an entire uh, um, uh, basically tabbed experience of their website just for uh, issues they're tracking. And you can click on them. So for example, we just talked about hit registration. We can see hit registration. The last update it had was on 6-23-2002. So over a year ago was the last update they made on hit registration. Hmm. And it says combat, melee and hit, uh, hit, hit detection. You can click into it and it says uh, by rare CSM updated June 23rd, 2022 in areas of uh, intense um, uh, movements, uh, simulation, same thing we've always seen at the bottom of the thing. Uh, while small improvements to hit detection continue to arrive in our regular updates, we continue to investigate and identify further larger scale improvements to improve player combat experience update an improved to accuracy of players firing location when shooting a ranged weapon was updated in release 2.5.3. So that was a year ago. So there you go. So now you can actually come in here and see what they're tracking. Now, are we going to get like minuscule details about what they're doing? No, no. And I don't expect that. But you know what I like about this? Transparency. I like that we now have transparency because there's a lot more known issues on here than I thought, right? Because usually we got server stability and we had hit registration and that's what we got. I like the transparency here. We have pirate Lord, uh, interaction prompts. We have allegiance levels. We have, um, HUD issues, legend of monkey Island, copyright music issues. We have a few things that got resolved, which I like how it's marked resolved and I can dive in and look. Uh, the Bonnie Fort commendation stability for server performance. We know about that one. Players are unable to purchase June cosmetic bundles for real world currency. Um, Beachcomber's bounty cosmetics got resolved. Lavender beard steam Xbox live sign in displaying incorrectly combat hit registration. It's all right here. And you can see the last time they touched it. So for example, lavender beard players receiving this area error in the Turkish region. This has not been updated since March of this year. So you can literally see when these things are getting touched, right? Um, and, and I, I like this. I like the transparency. I don't need in-depth details about what you're, what you're actually, you know, working on in your line items that, you know, that's for internal use, keep it. But the fact that you are being transparent on all the major issues that you're tracking and you're giving us that line of sight and you're telling us when you're updating them. I like this a lot. Now for most players this, they're never going to look at this. Most likely probably most of you on the, on the show are going to depend on me to look at this and tell you about it. And that's absolutely fine. I'm more than happy to do this, but for me, a person who likes transparency, I really like this. And I'm glad that rare has now publicly put it on the patch notes in place of just that bullet point of hit registration stuff. I, I really like this. I'm sure that this has existed. Um, it's just never popped up and highlighted the, the way it did. Cause again, I could probably go back to old release notes and see if maybe that link was there and maybe it's always been there and I just didn't notice. But the only reason I noticed today was because I didn't see hit detection on there. And now that that's gone and I saw what was replaced there, as far as this link, 
now I know it's here. This could have been here forever. Don't know. Um, um, but I like it. I like this, uh, this site a lot. So again, you can check this out again. We'll have all the links in the show notes for the release notes. You just scroll to the bottom to the known issues section. It gives you a link um, that takes you here and you can check out uh, what's been updated and everything, which is, uh, I really think it's cool. Okay. Now the question. I think we're going to end today. We, we, you know, we, we kind of slammed rare last time. We slammed rare last time at the end of the episode. So let's end today on a positive note. Um, and so before we get to the positivity, before we get to the power of positivity, and I should say the power of root beer, um, we will, we'll discuss my issues with a, uh, with the recent announcement of season 10 delays, uh, in the video that they put out for that. And then we will end with the positive piece, which is the absolutely beautiful, absolutely outstanding, well put together, bug free, in my opinion, beautiful tall tale of, um, journey to melee Island. We'll end with that today. So if you want my opinion on journey to melee Island, you're going to have to sit through the season 10 delay discussions. So here we go. So this week, a video came out and it was to announce the delay of season 10. This is now the second delay of season 10. The first delay was um, adding eight weeks or two months to the season. It was a stealth. Um, it was a stealthy, I think underhanded crap way of doing it where they just ghosted it into the game. So if you paid attention and saw it, which people did, you were pissed. And then they talked about it on the podcast a few days slash weeks later, way too late, right? You're, you're, you know, people are getting excited to see the new content. You know, we, we all know how sea of thieves goes, right? We play through the content. Most folks will get through it within a week or, or the, I guess the higher echelon, the top percentage of people get through it in a day, uh, you know, a little bit down, you know, a week, some people take them a month, few people don't even get through it to the end of the season. No excuses this time because it's been extended another three months, about three months, wait, August, September, yeah, about three months. So season 10 has been delayed, uh, to October 19th. So basically if they hit this deadline of October 19th, we had the original two months. Now we have three more months. So we're at five months. We're almost at a half a year that this season has now been delayed on top of what was already a, how many, was it a four month season? So we're talking almost in, in like, like we're talking nine months. We're talking an entire pregnancy of season nine, nine months on season nine that, you know, that's crazy, right? If I did that right, it was supposed to be three months. This one was four months. Then we, we delayed it two months, four, five, six, and then three more months. Yeah. So nine, nine, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Season nine for nine, right? Nine months for season nine. And, and again, I thought season nine was fantastic on what they did, right? They cleaned up a lot of stuff. I was high praise of season nine. Here's the problem. There was zero content for season nine. Yes. You had the, Hey, let me do the Reaper chest again, which again, I think is absolutely asinine. And it's their old school of thinking of using cold, disgusting leftovers and saying it's new just because you created a new accommodation for it and put some new shiny thing behind it. It's not new. I've already done this multiple times over, but now you're making me do it again. Dumb, stupid, bad design, bad development. I thought we got past this. Then we had, um, the, the chest of fortune. That was a new piece of content. And I liked how it was implemented as far as implementing it into a, a feature to drive player engagement, right into the Fort of fortune to drive that player engagement, either PVP or PVE. It was a fantastic idea. It was a fantastic thing to do to, to invigorate the play of that particular feature. Do I have it done? No, because I'm I, I don't really care to sit there and do Fort of Fortunes. I will steal them when I can 
And that's about it. That's like all I care about. Like I'm going to steal them or if I'm with a crew that wants to do them, I'll do them. I'm not going to go out of my way to slam through them just to get that check mark. I don't really care about the cosmetics. They're neat, but I'm not going to use them. So I'll get it done when I get it done. But it has definitely driven player engagement. It has driven that PVP. It's driven um, friendly interactions as well where people are working together. I think it was absolutely outstanding. It was a great way to do it. Now, that was promised that was going to move in future seasons. The problem is if we never get to the next season, it's never going to move. So you got more time to do it now out of the, 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 the chest of fortune out of the, uh, the, the fort of fortune. So let's break down this video. Okay. So there was a few things. First off, let's, let's put a timeout before I start raging out. Let's say this. The last time they delete the last time they delayed the season, they did it stealthily and didn't tell anyone. And that to me is absolutely a slap in the face to the players. If you're going to do that, you need to announce it. And in my opinion, you need to announce why I'm okay with things not being ready, but give me something, give me something. If your shit's not ready, delay it. I would rather something come out that's clean and crisp and good with minimal bugs and issues than have something that comes out half-baked, half-assed. And we know that Rare is notorious for half-baked, half-assed stuff. We know that. We've seen it. We continue to see it. It's an issue that all live service games have, but unfortunately, Sea of Thieves seems to fall victim from it a lot more than others. So I appreciate that Rare came out and got ahead of this and announced it. I'm glad that they told me it's not ready. I'm glad that they told me we're going to continue to work on it and make sure this is good. Here's what I didn't like, right? Here's what I didn't like. So they said that season 10, the core main feature of season 10 is ambitious, ambitious, and it touches so much of the game and it's just not ready. What is it? Like you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, give me my cupcake and say happy birthday. Okay. But give me something. Don't just tell me the core feature and don't just tell me if it touches everything. Give me something. Give me a tidbit. Give me a tease. A tease is not, it touches everything. A tease is not, it changes or it, it adjusts the, 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 sandbox and gives you new way to play that's cool and it like it tickles the gooch a little bit but what is it like tell me something right like for example i would i had a conversation in discord the other day captaincy right you could give me and they did on the the xbox showcase thing you could give me a, a bullet point own your own ship new voyages new new ship cosmetics Right? You're not giving me anything that if you can't execute on ruins it, right? Own your own ship. Well, yeah, but the the the, the purchase cosmetics aren't working. So I didn't say that you were gonna have working loadouts. I didn't say that you were going to have all that stuff. I just said you could purchase your own ship. That's all I said, right? You can buy your own ship. Right? Well, then once it comes out, you can say, oh, you can also save all your cosmetics, but that, that oh, but that's not working right, right? So then if, if you say I could buy my own ship and customize it and save the loadout and that doesn't work, now I'm pissed. But if you just say buy your own ship, boom, I've delivered that. Regardless if it's broken on saving your cosmetics, I delivered on what I told you I was going to do. New cosmetics right? The trinkets. You don't have to tell me, well, you can, you can get paintings and you can get, you can get skulls to put on this and you can get an anchor and you can get this and you can get that. I just said new cosmetics. So therefore when it comes out, if you get one painting and that's it, guess what? That's a new cosmetic. I'm not going to be pissed. You told me I was going to get new cosmetics. Boom. New cosmetic. Maybe just the ship plate. Maybe there were no trinkets because you didn't get it done in time. But if you say new cosmetics, that plate is a new cosmetic. Guess what? You delivered on your promise. That's what I'm talking about here. They want us to hang on. They want us to continue to play and invest time 
in their game. But they're crushing the momentum. They're crushing the will to play. They're crushing the want to log in every day. Why? People are done with season nine. And yes, there's commendations to do. And yes, I personally play regardless if I've got people to play with. I'm going to play and I'm going to have my fun and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do my own adventure. But for the majority of the players, that's not how they play. They want something to achieve. They want something new to achieve. And Rare knows that. But now that you've delayed it for five months, plus the already content dry season nine, we're talking nine months that you're asking players to be patient. As Mike Chapman says, bear with us. Buddy, the bear already left the room, okay? You can't ask us to bear with you. And I'm going to get to Mr. Chapman here in a minute on that. And then it was brought up, well, if season nine or season 10 is delayed, won't season 11 be late? And the response was, well, we're now going to take the key feature of season 11, which is big and ambitious, and roll it into season 10. Well, hold on. Hold on. You couldn't get season 10 done in time because it's so ambitious. And then you have an ambitious idea for season 11. And now you've told us not what these ideas are, but you're going to take a second ambitious idea and now roll it into 10. It doesn't make sense to me. You couldn't get your first thing done on time, but now you're going to take the next thing and try to roll it in. And it just, it does, it doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. And for players, even me who love the game, I don't know what you want me to be excited about because you're not giving me anything. Telling me that you're going to change how the game, you could just be changing the UI. That changes the sandbox. That changes a whole bunch of stuff. I would be excited about it, but would it get me to jump, jump in and play 16 hours a week? No. I would stick to what I'm doing right now, maybe four or five hours a week. You got to dangle something out there. You got to put the, you got to put the carrot out there a little bit. Give us something, give us something and give us, give it specific enough that we can be excited, but broad enough that if you have to make tweaks to it, you don't disappoint, right? There's a fine line there. There's a very fine line there and rare does not know what that line is. Their line is we keep everything secret from you. Until it's done. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get things like Monkey Island on those big announcements. I get things like like um, Pirates, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean on a big announcement. I get those things being secret. Every game has seasons. Stop acting like your seasons are something special. Just give us something to be excited about something to hang on hope that after season nine, there's actually going to be something to do. And by the way, by the way, after acknowledging that players are going to be disappointed in this, giving me a list of your events that are coming up for the next three months. And again, not giving me any details about them, not giving me any dates is lame. Because I'm not excited about your Golden Glory weekend. I'm not excited about your Legends week. I'm not excited about a summer event that we don't know anything about. Well, you'll know more once we're closer. Then how the hell am I going to be excited for it? Give me something. We've got a summer event coming up this, you know, we have a summer event coming up soon. Um, you'll know more about what that entails. But in that event, you're going to be, uh, you'll be able to unlock this amazing Captain Hook inspired ship. Boom. I'm excited now because I know <coughs> what I get to get. We have a summer event coming up this uh, soon. You'll know more about the rewards, but I can tell you it's going to revolve around rubber chickens. Boom. I got something. Well, what does a rubber chicken mean? What does that mean? What am I going to do with rubber chickens? Oh, that ties into Monkey Island. Give me something. Just giving me a list of, of events that we've heard of before, that we've done before. 
speculatively, the summer event could just be the Olympic thing that they've done in the past, the summer games thing. We've done these before. Give me something to be excited about. Your events don't excite me because nine times out of ten, they repeat from the past. Give me something to be excited about. Don't don't poo-poo, don't pee in my Cheerios, and then expect me to get excited when you say, hey, ah, but we have events coming up. We're not going to tell you where they are or when they are. We're not going to tell you what you get out of them. We're not going to tell you what you do in them. We're just going to tell you that they're coming up soon. That's not exciting. It's just exactly what you're doing with season 10. Season 10's coming, but we're not going to tell you when. Well, they said October 19th, but at this point, I don't believe them. When I see the official servers are shutting down for season 10, then I'll believe October 19th. When they announce that tweet on like the 17th, 18th, and they say, hey, servers are going to be coming down to, 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 to prepare for season 10. When they announce that and the servers go down, then I'll believe that they're actually going to do season 10. Until then, at this point, I've lost all credibility in your, your, your skills to hit a timeline. So maybe that's why they're not giving us details on that because Golden Glory, they said is coming up in like August or I, I think. Uh, maybe that's going to be December because we didn't get everything done for that. Uh, Legends Week is coming up in, um, let's just say September. Ah, probably shouldn't have said that because it's actually going to be November because we don't have everything ready for that. You know, those kind of things, right? Give, don't, just give me something. Give me something to stay engaged with and excited about. That's all I ask. Like, Community Weekend's going to be fun. I always have a lot of fun on Community Weekends. And again, here's what we got. Community Weekend is right around the corner. It's going to be around Talk Like a Pirate, which I believe is in September. And it says, with a new feature that we've never seen before. How can I get excited about that? How? I don't know anything about Season 10. You want me to be excited about it? Don't know. I don't know about anything about season 11. You want me to get excited about it because it's getting rolled into season 10. So I get it sooner. I don't know what it is. So I can't get excited. A new feature. Give me something. Just one tidbit, a morsel. Just, you know, let me just lick the corner of the cake and get just a little of the icing. Just a little bit. That's all I want. Just a taste. And then I'm excited. And then I can drive excitement with the audience with on stream with the podcast, on Twitter, on Insta, whatever. I can drive excitement if you give me something. I don't know how they expect players to stay excited and engaged when these press releases continue to be so secretive. And when they continue, five years down the road, still unable to figure out proper timeline and execution. Which leads me to when they mentioned the roadmap and what players should get excited for. Look, when I started playing this game um, in year two, I learned something really quickly. Back in year two, this was before seasons for all of you new, newer, newer folks. Their dev cycle was they would put out an update um, they're according to them once a month and then they would put out a large update. Um, then they would put out a large update every three months. Sounds familiar, right? They usually hit the monthly update. Most of the time it was very pun intended rare for them to hit their um, their three month update. Usually it was delayed a week, a month, two months, maybe three months. It's the same shit they're running into now. And the point of when they came out and announced seasons, they specifically said the reason we're doing seasons is to be able to provide players a yearly roadmap with understanding features coming every three months, general bullet points every three months. And to allow us to make sure that we are not disappointing players and sticking to a timeline and a roadmap. They still can't do that. The same issues they had four years ago are the same issues that plague them now. 
And in my discussions with people this week talking about this delay, I don't want, the first thing I want to say is I do not want anyone at any time blaming any of the folks actually coding or designing what is going into this game. The developers and the designers, I don't want anyone out there to, to, to hate on because they're working their asses off to get this stuff in. Now the code's not always great. The, the, you know, whatever, but they're working their asses off to get this stuff done. I blame the leaders at rare on this. The leaders should be setting those designers, those developers, the musicians, the art folks, they should be setting them up to succeed by setting realistic parameters and expectations around their timeline. Okay. Easy said than done, right? Mike has talked about this before where you get your whiteboard, you get your little post-it notes and your pre-dev and your ideas. Then you move those over um, into, okay, we're going to build this into season, blah, 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 and build this into season, blah, blah, blah. And then as we start developing this, we see that we can't do that. We can't do that. You know, they're biting off more than they can chew still. And they're not setting themselves up. They're not setting their teams up for success. They're over-promising and under-delivering. And yes, eventually we will get season 10. And potentially it could be awesome. Potentially it could be great. But they promised it to us two months ago. They promised it to us three months from now. They've under-delivered from their promises. In the world of customer service and the world of anything dealing with people, customers, clients, whatever, you always under promise so you can over deliver. You want to, to tell them, hey, I'm going to get this done for you and then do more and delight them. Since I've played this game, aside from some of the I've been delighted more times than I can count with what they put out there but I've been delighted very few times getting that thing on time. And that again comes down to leadership setting their teams up to fail because they're putting too much in these updates and cannot execute on them effectively. And it's a very good reason why they don't tell us ahead of time what's going to be in these updates. Because that is a telltale sign that they know there's a problem with execution. But the issue, the bigger issue is they're still not fixing it four years later. I wrote down in my notes here um, an analogy for this. And it reminds me of, uh, you've seen it in cartoons, you've seen it in animation films. The annoying kids in the back seat of a, a long road trip. Mom, are we there yet? No, not yet. Well, how much longer? Not yet. What? Are we there yet? No. Well, how much longer? It's, it's going to be a while. Are we there yet? You know, that is basically what's happening. The players are saying, you promised us that this road trip was going to take three months. We hit three months and we said, are we there yet? And you're like, no, nope, we're not quite there yet. Well, how much longer? Uh, just not ready. Well, are we there yet? Mm, not quite. It's going to be another three months. What? It's, it's the, it's the road trip analogy. The kids don't understand the time frame, So the parents aren't going to tell them it's going to be an hour because the kids have no idea how long an hour is. The kids just want to know how much longer. And the parents response is, ah, we're not, we're not there yet. Well, that's not a good response. Give them something. Give them, give them a, your phone and say, Hey, watch four YouTube videos that when, when they say at the bottom there, the YouTube video says 20 dot, dot something. If you see 20 dot, dot something, watch four of those and we'll be there. Now it might, it's only going to take them if the parents smart, it's only going to take them three videos to get there, but you build in that buffer. You under promise and over deliver. 
So when the kid gets to the end of three and starts four and the parents are like, hey, we're here. The kid's like, really? I didn't even get through the 420 video. 420 video. That's funny. Rare struggles with this. And it's a leadership thing. I, I have been in a lot of businesses that have had this struggle. And it, it, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's a leadership thing. It, it comes from the top. The top are not setting realistic expectations and they're not executing. And they're continuing to make the same mistake. It's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to get better, even though it's not. It's the definition of insanity. So Mike says that he wants to, he wants us to bear with them and that they remain ambitious for the future of the game. And they want to remain ambitious in their ideas of doing things. And I love that. I think Mike has a lot of great ideas. I think Mike, um, has done a lot of amazing things for this game. I think Mike's amazing. But what I would tell Mike is maybe be that ambitious, but realistic. It's good to be ambitious. Some of the things that they've done in Sea of Thieves is so ambitious, and when it's out, it's amazing, and it makes the game awesome. The problem is ambition and execution have to marry up. You have to be, ambi- you have to be ambitious to make cool new things that delight the players, but you also have to execute so it's deliverable in the time that you stated it's going to be delivered in. And I'm sure many of you out there won't agree with me. I know I've, I've gotten into discussions, but here's the thing. Does rare owe us anything? No, it's their game. They can do what they want, but on the flip side, we don't owe them anything either. And everyone has to remember that we are the players. We are the customers, right? If you go into a restaurant and they serve you a piece of raw chicken, you don't owe them money to pay for that because they didn't cook it properly and it's a health concern. We don't owe rare playtime. And many times over the course of these five years, players have shown rare through their lack of playtime that they are disappointed in their execution. So for those folks out there who say we don't rare does not owe us these these tidbits of information. They don't owe us anything. I would disagree. They owe us everything because without us the players, they don't make money, they don't have jobs, they don't have a studio. Without the players, rare cannot function as a business. So rare owes us everything. Because we are the reason they can do what they do. All right, Monkey Island. Monkey Island. Before I even get into my stuff, I want you to pause right now. And if you're on the if you're on your podcasting app and you're driving, don't do what I'm about to tell you to do. When you're stopped, when you're stopped. This is going to get you your five-star review shout out, right? So listen up. I want you to pause right now on your podcasting apps. I want you to type in a five-star review and tell me your favorite part. Tell me your favorite part about this show. No, tell me your favorite part about Journey to Melee Island, the part one of Monkey Island. If you're watching YouTube, this would be the time that... The famous like, scribe, ring the little ding dong bell and leave a comment. Leave a comment. Tell me what your favorite part of Journey to Melee Island was because of the, I, I loved it. So right now, when it's safe, like, subscribe, ding, 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 and tell me what your favorite part is. So as I mentioned, um, as I mentioned in the top of the show, I, I had the distinct privilege and honor to be able to have a great crew, uh, to experience this new content. Um, I think it was, it was either, I think it was the first day. Yeah. Thir- yeah. The first day. 
Uh, and I got to sail with uh, Dread Pirate Doug of, um, of of Fest of Legends and also of Race of Legends. Um, I got to sail with Captain Logan of the Keelhaul Podcast. And I got to sail with uh, Captain Carrillo, um, who's a fantastic, uh, amazing human being and a great Twitch streamer. Uh, my video got corrupted, but if you are interested in checking out the hilarity that was that night, you can go over to Carrillo's uh, stream on Twitch. Links will be in the description or Captain Logan's stream on Twitch. Links will be in the description uh, and check out their videos um, that are on their channel and you can see our playthrough of um, Melee Island. It, there, I was about to pee myself so many times laughing. We had so much fun and it was it was great. Um I did not have the music on because I was recording it for YouTube and I knew there was a copyright issue. Um, but since then I have went, I have went out to, to, and listened to the music, watch streams and listen to the music. Um, Robin and, and the team over there at rare, uh, knocked it out of the park, the music and the atmosphere that the sounds, um, created in this Island are absolutely fantastic. From the time you get there to the time that you end, the 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 sound effects, the music is absolutely on point and really just brings the magic, the adventure, and the emotion to what you're doing. It's awesome. As far as the characters, the addition of the full voice-acted NPCs is an experience in Sea of Thieves that we've never seen before. All of these characters that you can talk to that have a voice, they, they, they talk to you and they all have their own characteristics, their own, their own like story, their own comedy, their own seriousness. Like you can now feel kind of emotion for some of these characters and see if thieves who are, who are nobodies, right? Some of these pirates in the scum bar, they're nobody. But adding that voice to them makes them somebody. It gives them life that, that Sea of Thieves hasn't seen before, except for some of their main characters during Adventures and Tall Tales when those characters are interacted with. The fact that you just walk into this, the scum bar on Melee Island and just start talking to anyone, and they all have a unique thing to tell you vocally is absolutely outstanding. Loved it. We spent... This this tall tale does it probably takes less than an hour. We spent a good four hours on this because we talked to everyone. We adventured out everywhere. I wanted to see everything. I wanted to try to get places we weren't allowed to go to, and there were were stoppages, and I couldn't get there. I loved it, and I just loved the life that that small section of Melee Island had, from the nobody pirates to all the way up to, to guy brush LeChuck. Um, um, you know, you, you had, um, you had the, 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 the captain's skull from the, um, from the tall tale. And now I'm blanking on, um, the name of the skeleton from monkey Island, who was hilarious. Um, just completely blanked on his name. Um, uh, but the interactions from them and the pirate, uh, council that the, that was there and the chef and the poodles, <coughs> It was a magical, enjoyable, <laughs> hilarious experience from the moment you see that island as you come out of the um, as you come out of the fog. And the little details, for example, fishing, um, you can fish and catch a red herring like meme worthy. Right. That's, but it's used. It's actually used in the adventure that you're doing to solve some of the, the, the puzzles. It was hilarious. We're just like, Hey, we, we had a break when someone had to go get a drink or use the restroom. We're like, Hey, I wonder if you can catch any fish here, a red herring. Like it was fantastic. And the way they did the puzzles in this, where it wasn't a book that told you pretty much exactly where to go and what to do they gave you kind of a map and someone to talk to, and then you had to figure it out. It was a very good homage and a very good taking the point and click adventures of monkey Island and bringing them into sea of thieves in a way that it's still sea of thieves, but it's also monkey Island. And I thought that 
the way they did that, where you had to kind of figure out the clues from finding the coins laying around to making the root beer meat, uh, to feeding it to the poodles, to the, um, to the explosive candies. It was just, it was so cool because you could venture around and see like, Hey, this is locked. So you're like, Oh, that's interactable. Well, let me try to find a key or let me try to find something that I might be able to use to do that. And it was like, you go to a cell and it's like, Oh, this is locked. Hmm. Well, I found some explosive candies and I can buy fuses. So get the coins, buy the fuses, get the explosive candies, put candy in lock, put fuse on candy, blow up lock, open door. Like it, it was just, it was a puzzle and it was so, it was done so well. I'm sure there's people out there who were frustrated. I'm sure there were people out there who struggled with it and that's fine. You know, that's, that's the style of game that was, but I thought it was well done and I'm not smart when it comes to those puzzles. I'm not smart when it comes to those things. And so I thought it was, it was challenging enough that you had to think, but it wasn't so hard that you just wanted to walk away. Um, I, I thought it was great. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then like, again, I didn't have a chance to play the, the, the monkey Island storyline, but the fact that, the weapon you use to fight off LeChuck's soldiers is a bottle of root beer is absolutely hilarious to me. And that the poodles eat the, 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 the gelatinous like guards. Oh my, I was laughing so hard playing this. It was funny. It was, it was a puzzle. It was just an absolute pleasure. It was amazing experience. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't get it at 100%. And I still have to take, was it Scully? Scully? Is it Scully? Oh, I'm going to screw it up. Someone's going to yell at me in the comments. Uh, whatever. You had to take the skull around to all the different points. Um, that is another combination. There's nine points of interest around the, the, the city. You have to take that skull to each of the points of interest, and then you can hundred percent it, but it's definitely a hundred percentable in the, in the first go. You just have to, again, make sure that you're doing some of these things, um, before you, before you move on. Right. But the characters were well done. Um, you know, they had, they even had guys from the Yogg cast, um, voicing some of the characters. It was just a, a glorious thing. And in my opinion, and this, this is probably going to be a, a controversial opinion because of the IP that we had in pirates of the Caribbean. I think this tall tale was done better than any of the Pirates of the Caribbean one. First off, there there was it was relatively bug free. I tried to break things. I tried to go places I wasn't allowed to. I tried so hard to break things and I couldn't break it. I couldn't break it. I black screened a couple times, but I couldn't break it to a point where it was just like, well, can't go on, can't whatever. But I will say I enjoyed the 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 pirates life because I liked the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I haven't played Monkey Island, and I loved this more than A Pirate's Life. It had all the feel-good bits from mystery to combat to hilarious moments to puzzles. I had an absolute blast with this, and I hope this recipe that they used to, to bring Monkey Island to the Sea of Thieves I hope this is an indication with the voiceovers, with the way that they do puzzles. I hope this is a continuation on future adventures and future tall tales. I hope this is a continue. I hope this is a new leaf that has been turned up, turned over in how they present and do stories inside sea of thieves, because this had all the magic for me. It had all the magic. And many of you know, I, I, you know, I get little antsy and I want to go shoot something or I want to go attack another ship. I, I had a blast playing with, with the folks I did. I had a, like they were, they were doing through some voiceovers and I was out exploring, going to talk to the blind man who was lookout on top of the tower or on top of the hill. Like, and they were all like, Hey, where'd he go? And I'm like, Oh, I'm up here just talking to the, the, the blind man. And they're like, what? You're going ahead. I'm like, no, I just wanted to adventure around. Like I talked to some people, I giggled, I laughed and I'm like, okay, I want to stop talking to people. I want to go and then I'll come back and talk to people. It was just great. 
And I hope they continue this because it truly was an amazing and fun experience to play through this. And I look forward to going back in and a hundred percenting. It's just, it's just not on my priority list right now, but kudos to rare. Um, I'm so glad they did this. Um, again, I was kind of wishy-washy on the monkey Island thing, because again, it isn't a big IP. Um, if you are, if you're a fan of monkey Island, then you are a fan of monkey Island and you're excited about it. If you're not a fan of monkey Island, it's, it's kind of like, okay, I guess I'll try it. But I, it was, it was well done. The story was great. I had a lot of fun with it. Characters were amazing. The voiceovers were fantastic. And I look forward uh, to the next adventure next month. Um, but if you haven't done um, um, Journey to Melee Island, go do it. Spend some time. Don't rush. Do not rush. You don't have to worry about getting invaded. You don't have to worry about PvP. Enjoy it. Look around. See all the little details. Make sure you check out all of the points of interest, which are signified by a little... Um, um, pen vial thing. If you're trouble finding them, look for the little vial, um, the inkwell. Um, talk to all the characters because the voiceover work was fantastic. Listen to the music. Really just dive into the overall experience. Don't just rush through it because you can. Um, just enjoy it because it is a very, very solid piece of development work. It's very well designed and I have to give all the kudos to Rare. No matter how much I'm irritated about them on certain things, uh, I will give credit where credit is due. And, and, and this particular adventure was done well, and I'm very satisfied with it. And I can't wait to play the next two installments coming up. And hopefully they'll record properly and you all can, uh, can play along with me. Guys, thank you very much. I always appreciate your love and support. Remember to follow me on all your social media, even though I don't really like to be on social media a lot. You can always DM me um, on Twitter. You can join the Discord. That's the best way to get a hold of me is join the Discord um, and and make sure you hit the, the like, subscribe, and all the you, – you know what to do. Um, but thank you very much, everyone. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.